Welcome to Founded Connect, where we connect our resource providers with our members directly. So today we have a familiar face in the community who's going to talk a little bit about a very interesting topic that many of you had asked about. So today I have Miss Jan with us and I'm going to let her introduce herself, her company and her expertise. So thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I've been involved with uh, Raleigh founded since it was Hub Raleigh, uh, probably eight years ago. And it's always a pleasure to do what I can to help. So I'm Jan Davis. Uh, I am very involved in the angel investing community in the Triangle. Um, we relocated here 10 years ago and I got involved with Triangle Angel Partners at the time it was first getting organized. I was a, a founding member, I guess, of, of Fund One and spent two years as president of that group, helped raise the second fund. So Fund One was 2.8 million, Fund Two was just over four. That led to being a, an entrepreneur in residence for the Blackstone Entrepreneurs Network, which was a five-year coaching engagement for uh, high potential startups. Subsequently, I, I became a member of the investment committee for the Launch Place Seed Fund in Danville, Virginia, which invests over half of its portfolio actually is in the triangle. These days, I also serve on the screening committee for the Carolina Angel Network. So presently involved in three different angel groups or funds, which gives me a good uh, point of view for understanding the, both the investing community and the entrepreneurial community in the area. It's been really exciting to see over the 10 years that we've lived here, the explosive growth in both the entrepreneur side as well as the angel investing side. There are hundreds of thousands of incremental dollars available, maybe millions of dollars incremental funding available that, that truly weren't here 10, 10 years ago. So it's been an exciting development. Wow. And you know some of our members fairly well, yes? Yes, I do. Yes, okay. I do. I've been involved with uh, Jim Zadar of Epiphany, formerly Steels, since uh, before he got his first term sheet. I got to know him through the Blackstone Entrepreneurs Network. Uh, some of the alumni that I know well are uh, Todd Olson from Pindo and uh, Braden Rawls from uh, Vital Plan. And I, I have met probably dozens more of the entrepreneurs who are, are, are there now or have been there. Absolutely. So I'm going to just ask you a few questions. Um, many of our members seem to have heard of angel investing, but they truly don't know much about it. So um, can you give us just kind of a basic overview of what that is, what it looks like here in the triangle, and just kind of explain it to the everyday lay person and then the intro entrepreneur? Okay. Uh, so a lot of people who watch Shark Tank and a lot of entrepreneurs I, I know do love that show. So the investors on Shark Tank are angel investors. The key there is that they are investing their own money. Now, most angels have nowhere near the cash to play with that, that, that those folks do. To be an angel investor, you are supposed to be an accredited investor and an accredited investor is, uh, it's a definition established by the, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. And it is a minimum 
level of, I'd say, affluence and sophistication. So you're supposed to either be earning $200,000 a year for the last three years and have the expectations that that, that will continue or have a million dollars in investable assets, not including your primary residence. Most of the angels in this community, I mean, some of them are quite wealthy, but many of us are, are not what I would call mega investors. Um, if you think about Triangle Angel Partners, the, the investment there, the investment commitment there was $50,000. And the plan was, and has we followed that plan, is you didn't have to put up the $50,000 $50, to start with. You made a $10,000 down payment and then responded to capital calls. So the difference between angels and venture capitalists is angels invest their own money. And usually they're interested in being involved with the startups. They're interested in investing in their local areas, although there, there are many that invest outside as well. Um, or if there's some kind of an affinity, if you think about Carolina Angel Network, that's UNC affiliated alumni who wanna invest in UNC affiliated startups. Both the investors and the startups can be located anywhere. Venture capitalists raise money from other people and then invest that money on behalf of those limited partners. Now there's some people, uh, David Gardner, many people in the community know David Gardner. David started out as an individual angel, but then went on to raise uh, two funds, raised fund one, and then after he got to a certain point, he went ahead and raised fund two. So you wanted to hear a little bit about the community here. So Triangle Angel Partners is an angel fund. So we invest as a group, we make one decision. RTP Capital, which was formed around the same time as a network. So in a network, each individual angel makes his or her own decision about writing a check. The, union, UNC, the UNC, Duke and NC State affiliated our uh, net groups are networks, not funds. So when you raise money from CAN, DAN or WIN, you're basically pitching to a group, but each individual makes his or her own decision. The Launch Place in Danville is a fund. It's a nonprofit fund. So it's funded by a, a foundation in Danville. And that's one of the reasons that there's been a requirement that um, companies have to have some kind of an economic impact on Danville. Quite a, who else is active in this area and the angel community? There are individual angels, people who aren't part of any groups. Uh, XL, X-E-L-L-E -L -L -E Ventures is a group of women investors who want to invest in women-led startups. That is pretty much the landscape here in the Triangle. Great. That was really helpful. I think some people, like you said, they're familiar with Shark Tank and not everybody is maybe playing with that kind of bank account. So, um, but it's good still. Um, to see the different, you know, versatility that there is for funding in the area. Um, so what helps you decide what type of company to invest in? Are like different angels matched with different companies? Is it personal interest? How does that work? So it depends on the, it depends on the, the group. Like I said, uh, Launch Place in Danville, there's that requirement of having some kind of an impact on Danville. It's a real, these days, we've loosened that criteria a bit because we want to um, 
be able to cast a slightly wider net, but it's still a huge plus if you are going to have an impact on Danville. The university networks, you have to have a university affiliation. The other groups in this area, it's truly, it, except for uh, pharmaceuticals, which are, take so long and take so much money that, that the angel groups really don't play in that area, there's tremendous diversity. There's med devices, there are other kinds of devices, there are consumer products, consumer-oriented software, B2B software, really quite a breadth. It's best if you can find a member of one of the groups who has some expertise and interest in your area and get to know that person and basically treat that person almost as a sponsor who will introduce you to the group. The groups then syndicate, the groups talk regularly. There's a monthly syndication meeting. Um, used to be at the various Cafe Carolinas, now it's virtual. And the, the groups and funds all trade uh, ideas about interesting startups among each other. So I think the second part of your question is about what helps a company stand out and makes them more attractive to investors. Yeah. Uh, so one key thing is a, a great team. It's better if it's a team. Uh, occasionally we'll fund a, a sol solopreneur, an individual who's a, a, a single founder, but we really prefer it if that person has a team around himself or herself so that it's it that there's some indication of the ability to build a team and some balance of skills uh, we love it if there's a technical founder and somebody who is sales oriented uh, so great team interesting market so what's interesting well it's big growing slow moving incumbents um, a blue ocean where there's a clear need a proven need for the product, uh, but there are not any strong incumbents in the market. A novel solution. So I'm sorry, we don't need one more parking app. We don't need one more uh, food delivery option. It really has to be something that's, that's new and novel. What really helps you stand out if you have all those things is proof of product market fit. That's users, customers, people that we can talk to who will, we hope, say wonderful things about your, your product or service or your business. Okay, that's good. Um, so what happens, say somebody gets to this stage, they get the angel investment, um, what happens if that company is successful or if they're unsuccessful upon receiving that investment? Is there something owed back? Like what should people be prepared for? So when you take investment from an angel group or fund, you're usually, we are usually investing either in equity in the company. So we will own a percentage of the company or sometimes we'll do convertible debt, which is basically a loan that will convert to equity whenever you raise another round, or sometimes there's another trigger event that will cause it to, to convert to equity. The reason that we do that is that we want to participate in the upside. We're, we're taking a risk by investing in early stage businesses. There's no proof that, that the business is going to be successful. 
So if the business is successful, we want to earn an outsized return. We're not satisfied with a 5% per year return. Um, or these days, given interest rates, a 2% or 1% return. We, we really are looking for an outsized return. Uh, but if bad things happen and the business fails, we lose all our money. That's the reason that the SEC requires that angel investors, accredited angel investors, have some level of affluence so that if you lose that investment, um, you won't be permanently injured. You're not investing all of your retirement funds. Right, yeah. We, we generally think of it as a portfolio. The advice is to try to, if possible, invest in 20 different deals because the odds of any single one being successful aren't necessarily huge. A lot of startups fail. So on the entrepreneur side, you're giving up part, of part ownership. You're accepting another voice in the, how you run your company. But if the company fails, you don't owe the investors anything back. Okay, good to know, good to know. Um, now, how do people learn more about angel investors in the Raleigh area? Is there a way to network with them or just be introduced or do you recommend a website specifically? Well, I think all of the groups and funds have websites, but the best way to do it is to get to know one of the, the members. Um, I'm always interested in having, well, it used to be coffee meetings, but now a, a you know, 30, 45 hour uh, Zoom meeting to meet with an entrepreneur. And I'll tell you, if you're not ready, I'll tell you the kinds of things that you need to do in order to improve to get yourself ready. Um, or sometimes, I mean, if you, if you have a business that's, that does not have the ability to grow rapidly, but could give you a wonderful living, it may not be right for angel investing ever. Um, and I'll, I'll share that with you as well. I'll ask you a lot of questions about what you want to do with the money and how you would use it in order to drive growth. Um, but happy to do that. And, and most of the angels that I know in this community are, are also eager to meet with, with uh, entrepreneurs who have great ideas and are, are looking for growth. The, um, I mean, I've done office hours at uh, HQ in the past, and I'm happy to do kind of virtual office hours these days. But, but as I say, all of us are happy to do it. Pitch days are great. If you can participate in a pitch day, a lot of angels go to those pitch days with the idea of spotting uh, interesting companies that they might want to get to know. So get out there, get to know us. Great. Great. Thank um, you for that. By the way, one other tip. If you're working with one of the uh, attorneys in the area who does a lot of work with the entrepreneurial community, they know the angels and they can help you with introductions as well if they think you're ready. Oh, that's good. That's a good tip. I actually just met with a patent attorney before you. <laughs> cool. Um, Okay, so tell us what you love about the community. I know you're passionate about entrepreneurs and I can see it when you talk about it. You're very glowing and you just seem very savvy about it. So what do you love about the HQ community? Now Raleigh founded. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I've, I've met a lot of high potential entrepreneurs there. I love the enthusiasm. I love the fact that there is a positive environment where people can share and support each other. 
I actually, I just wrote a, a response on, on uh, Quora today about why entrepreneurs should consider co-working spaces. I think the, the flexibility of space, the access to uh, basic infrastructure like high-speed internet, the access to conference rooms that you wouldn't have if you were just working on your own. Um, even these days, the access to programming like, like this podcast and others that you're doing to, to provide people with, with some bits of education about how to grow their businesses. These are all great things that I see Raleigh founded doing. And um, I, I mean, I know companies that have been there for several years, some that have outgrown the space, but that's wonderful to have successful alumni. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if I missed anything, what would be an FAQ that you might get all the time um, that I didn't ask you that you think our entrepreneurs would really um, benefit from? Um, one of the questions that I get, off, get asked a lot is, what makes a good pitch deck? And the, I mean, there is no perfect, there is no perfect pitch deck, uh, but uh, actually Joe Procopio had a really nice article today on, um, on Medium that I posted on Twitter and LinkedIn about how to put together a good pitch deck. And I would highly recommend that, that uh, people go check that out. Um, but the, the key thing is to cover the, the, the topics I talked about great team, interesting market, novel solution, and traction. And then finally, how are the investors going to make money? Gotcha. Okay. You're trying to sell them that your opportunity is going to have benefit for them. Right. That makes sense. Um, I will, I would love to get that article from you and also then see what you wrote about co-working. If you would share that on me. Oh, sure. Um, that'd be great. So where can people reach you? Do you have contact information? If someone did want to set up um, a virtual office hour with you, um, where's the best place to reach out to you? Uh, the best thing to do is email me and we'll schedule something. Uh, my email is jldavis200 at gmail.com. Uh, and don't forget the L because it'll go into the great bit bucket in the sky if you leave the L out. It's jldavis200 at gmail.com. Perfect, perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on here. It was great to hear about angel investing and um, I look forward to sharing this with the community and I'll definitely share it with you as well. Great, thanks a lot, Sarah, it's a pleasure.